Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Tracy Margetts, iHeart Digital. That's your agency. It's a South African-based full-stack digital branding and marketing agency, or rather you prefer the term team of collaborators. Love that. <laughs> Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me at my first podcast. It was pretty cool. Your first ever podcast appearance. Da, da, da. <laughs> Celebrations. All right. Yay. Well, welcome to the world of podcasting. You're brand new here. So tell everyone who are you? Where's your business today? And what are the clients like that you love working with? Oh, um, I have to. I am from South Africa and I'm based in Johannesburg. Um, and we pretty much will do everything from end-to-end digital so your social media uh, content creation strategy the design uh, moving along to websites web design seo content and obviously the funnels sales funnels and automation and um, also branding and brand strategy for businesses that need it so we pretty much take a step back and mm-hmm. have a look at the whole package and see where they're doing well, where they're not doing too well, and how they can improve. Um, I'm the qualified public relations practitioner by trade. And so I always approach every um, new client that comes on board with a PR stance, which is really helpful and valuable to companies because not most uh, marketing agencies do that actually. A lot of them are just quite traditional marketing and don't use public relations. Nice. So w- yeah. where do your clients, where are they when they, they seek your help? What do they need help with the most? And what do you have to help them overcome <sighs> to, to so, work with you? I mean, I've had clients that have not even had a business. They just had an idea. And we had to, you know, take this idea and run with it and start from, you know, who are, what is the voice of this business? Who is the audience? Who is going to buy the product? Uh, the branding, the logo design, the colors, like basically the brand bible, which we do for them, um, and figure out a roadmap forward and how they're going to um, reach the audience and what channels they're going to use. What's going to be the best channels for them? Are we going to go traditional? Are we going to go new media? Mostly we focus on digital, which is new media, um, but we also do help people along the line with traditional media as an option. Nice. So um, where, what do they need the most help with? Because you can help in so many different ways. Do you really wow, focus you know, in on... Honestly, my biggest, my biggest, uh, most popular, I can say, client base is not any one particular genre, but it is... Um, clients that need rescue um a lot of people unfortunately um especially in south africa i'm not sure about abroad there are a lot of people who claim to be uh, educated or talented or experienced in digital and unfortunately they have really good sales tactics maybe and they bring on board the clients for next to no money because obviously i'm in a third world country so people try and save a buck here and there uh-huh. And they end up just unfortunately losing so much more finances um, and time and, you know, the brand's image over time because of investing in these fly-by-night, sketchy, cheap huh. options 
marketing businesses. Um, so I kind of seem to have adopted a whole bunch of rescue brands along the line in my career, and mm. uh, which is really tough because they obviously are wounded and they're back trust. trust. Trust yeah, is a yeah. massive, massive part. I mean, it's, it's not just your industry. It's not just your country. The trust mm. with agencies, really? with, with coaches, with any profession, really, so many people can get burned. And now there's, everyone is, there's so much visibility that it's mm. anyone can have reach. Anyone can, can sell you into something. Um, mm. It's also, it's hard. It's, you can't really hide here. You google us you, you'll find us you'll so yeah. it's it's easy to be seen if you need to so yeah that i think you'll talk about their trust helping people get their trust back that you know what yeah. what you do is amazing so i love that you've taken people under your wing it's like come here <laughs> come on i feel like i, know I feel hard. like that's just who i am as a person you know i do this just uh <laughs> love to, to help people in need i guess people who are suffering i'm like i see you and i know what you're going through and i really like to make you feel safe and comfortable and I feel like that just honestly has somehow obviously communicated as my own personal brand image when people look at me online and people who is chasing my head. And I guess that comes through, you know, with the way I talk and um, my testimonials and case studies. And I guess they feel attracted to me. Maybe they feel safe and like they can trust me and I'm a trustworthy person. So it feels good, I guess. That's my... I always wanted to kind of be a therapist um, to help people's minds and heal their hearts. Yeah. And I never did that for a career. So I kind of like managed to put that into what I currently do. But you get to do that. Digital. You get to take care of people through marketing. Which is, yes. And 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 that's, I feel like that's so valuable because yeah. that's how they eat. That's how they feed their families. And that's how people are able to take care of their loved ones, you know, because their business is going to grow when they come on board with me. So it that. feels like extra, yeah, yeah. All right, well, <laughs> enough of your clients and the, your, the, the <laughs> passions helping them. How did you first start? What, what was your steps to launching your own agency? What, what was the trigger point? You were like, damn it, I'm going to do this for myself. <laughs> so it was a long time ago. I am pushing 40. So um, in my early 20s, after I graduated, um, I landed my first job um, working in tourism and I was doing bookings. And I said to these guys, like, you have a website and I'm actually a qualified PR practitioner. Um, I grew up in Durban, so uh, Durban doesn't always have like the most amazing job opportunities compared to Joburg where I live now. So I took the first job offer I could find and thought that I would just figure out how to kind of integrate my skills with what they had mm. so they gave me free reign of the website and I would go and stay at uh, locations and lodges and hotels in Durban and write blog articles on my experience so I could get lots of like writing experience mm. and um from there I managed to get a web mistress job I like to say web mistress not web master so a web and mistress I was, job a web mistress <laughs> <laughs> love that and uh, they taught me how to build websites in Joomla in those days. So it was Joomla, not WordPress. Uh -huh. And they taught me SEO. And then I kind of started to piece together, oh, my God, this is like exactly what I learned in public relations and marketing for traditional media that you can start applying to digital. And this is like 
before the Facebook business pages and boosted ads, it was just like Facebook profile pages. And mm. I started to get into learning how to code in HTML. And I was like, wow, I love how instant web is because it's like everything traditional media is, but like super fast and with a huge reach. And from there, I learned all the tactics of SEO and copywriting. And then I kind of mastered that and was like, well, what next? And then learned Google ads, the next agency. And, um, and from there, then started to build the Facebook profiles. And then mm -hmm. after Facebook became an actual, you know, marketing tool, obviously grew into that and learned those skills. Um, along the way, picked up design skills because sometimes there's no graphic designer and you kind of need to get stuff done for web and for digital. So I learned that too. Um, so you've, you've really been to... sort of bolting on and, and learning as you go along, being an agency of one. Yes. I can do everything. I'm going to be the designer, pretty, the developer, the pretty... SEO, the, the, the cleaner, the accountant. The accountant I'm going to do six, every I've done job. sales. Uh, like as some people might say, you know, oh, but like you work so many different jobs and so many different agencies and what is your skill exactly? And I'm like, my skill is adaptability. Like <laughs> I'm able to actually learn a lot of things. Um, I am talented. I've, I don't know, I've been around for a long time. Mm. I know not all people are like that necessarily. Some people do, you know, maybe aren't that way inclined, but I get bored very easily. And I thought it's a superpower. So, yeah. And then I realized at one point in my early 20s, well, I have all these skills um, and I'm basically running this person's agency for them. I may as well just do this for myself because it just didn't make sense anymore. Uh -huh. uh, I was the go-to guy for everything. And so I decided, uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm just going to take the risk and see what I have to nice. do. So what was it like for you to take the step to bring other talented people on board, whether it's full-time or contracting? Because um, to be a one-man band and really just do all the things yourself is, you know, how we all start as solopreneurs. But to be able to mm -hmm. be the, the agency owner, the CEO, and wear that hat rather than the person involved in everything, that's a mm -hmm. tough transition, right? Mm, very tough transition yeah not easy not easy at all um uh, it's difficult to pull back sometimes but mm. I suppose more like managing or just like watching and keeping a watchful eye and making sure things are going smoothly um I can't not <laughs> probably probably my my one of my weaknesses at the moment is having to be super involved to make sure things get done on time and that is really I'm sure something that solopreneurs uh people who are you know really emotionally involved I suppose in their careers and what they've done um I've just worked so hard to get yeah. the image that I have that I can't uh necessarily allow it to slip you know it would be it would be so shameful Let's let's dig into that a little bit because we've talked mm. to so many agency owners and work with agency owners and it feels like the curse of this is it comes from the need, the, the desire to help. I just want to help people. So that people-pleasing badge of honor turns into a 
an, an anchor, a, a curse. Mm-hmm. That So what is it for you that pulls you back into, I need to do more. I need to make sure standards don't slip. I need to make sure your talent is still producing the standard that you deserve. What What is it for you that pulls you back in? Can you, do you know? What is it for me that pulls you back in? Probably also a little bit of a workaholic and inside. So is it, so you mean it's more feet rather than the, because I probably have all these things, but if you can pick on one, is it the desire for the quality of work for your, for your ego? Is it the desire for the results for your client? Or is it that I just love work and I love doing this? What's the biggest driver for you out of those three? You know what? I mean, I want to say maybe it's the ego. I mean, that would make Hmm. sense. But I mean, the other two are also important and really, it really is really important that the clients don't get shitty work. Yeah. Or like, you know, but I, like now I'm saying that loud, like why would people create shitty work if they wouldn't necessarily create shitty work if they don't necessarily do create shitty work? So Am I like a helicopter parent? I'm becoming a helicopter <laughs> Well, what was... What's the worst case scenario? Let's 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 go deep in this. What happens <laughs> if the client gets some work that's slightly below what you say is the right work? I mean, is it- you're right. This has, I suppose you just go back and edit and make the changes necessary. But is it performance based? Is is there performance? Is there leads? Is there reach? Whatever it might be, is that going to slip? Um, is it? Mm opinion and and just the the visuals where is that what does it mean to you what's the true knock-on effect of that worst case scenario dun, dun, dun. In the worst case scenario you know what it is like as you're saying this it's time management and the fear of not being able to have enough time to get other work done or to reach other deadlines and just essentially like going in circles and working super late nights you know early mornings you know endlessly oh so fear (laughs) so do you mean it's the fear of time yeah yeah so the fear of time management is actually causing you to have zero time management yeah (laughs) yes oh everyone at home is laughing along because (laughs) i guarantee everyone else does that as well it's it's so fun and revealing i People on the podcast, they can't see your face, but it's so fun seeing it drop in like, oh, uh, shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love this. <laughs> okay. Okay, where are we going to yeah, hit next? Really so, interesting. This is so interesting. <laughs> it's really cool. Yes, I did not expect, did not expect this. And it's, it's finding, it's finding those little, those little nuggets of awareness on... Okay, obviously you want to scale your business even more. You want to reach more of an international market. There are blocks and barriers holding you back right now. We can go to those blocks and barriers. We were joking offline about a couple that you're, you're starting to work on. But even just this conversation right now, it's how the hell can you do all that stuff when you've still got your fingers in all these different bits of work because yeah. of your passion, because of your ego, because of the desire for the work to be so good for your clients. Mm. So maybe that you've hit that glass ceiling of how can I find the time to do all this other stuff to really improve my business when I'm still finding myself 
through fear, through doubt, through want and desire, doing the, the bits and pieces to help my team fulfill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's deep. And so funny, like as I'm, I'm hearing these words, I'm just reminded of the clients I've had where I've been coaching them, you know, just let go a little bit. You need to learn to trust us a bit more. Um, you know, people who just ended up holding themselves back and holding back their own business because they tried to be involved in too many things and, you know, deadlines would be missed because they hadn't given a yes or an okay to something. And, not willing to try new things or take calculated risks. Mm. So <laughs> I, have become, I have become the client that I have coached. Okay, I'm I'm gonna wrap that in a nice little bow for you because I see this time and time again. Yeah. With it where it's clients, okay. guests on podcasts. Traditionally, we need the thing that we teach or sell the most at a different level. Mm. But you could always find a nuance in, okay, if if we have a client and you know, they're a coach and they're teaching imposter syndrome, they have mm. imposter syndrome. I was just chatting to a client who's written a book on imposter syndrome. Oh, and he that. is going so through his own imposter syndrome at wow. a different level. Wow, so amazing. these things don't go away, but it's where you find the level where this comes into play. So you, for example, to see that you're trying to help your clients to have that trust to let go, to allow a, a professional do the work that you know you need to do so they can get on with their, their zone of genius. So that's yeah, what you're yeah. eloquently helping your clients to do. And on a completely different level, you're going through the same thing. You need to be able to let go, to be able to raise your business to a certain level. And you have everything you need. You have your team. I can only assume you've got a good team. You call them a team of collaborators. You've got a good structure and a good um, environment going on. So the curse, uh, the level that you're at now is how do I let go? How do I go to that next level? What's, what's actually stopping me? And is it self-sabotage because of fear of success? Is it self-sabotage yeah. because of, ah, I, I, I don't want to, I, it's a new identity. Mm. Being the CEO rather than the, as you said, designer, developer, That's so um, copywriter, true. SEO. That is so, oh gosh, yeah. So, what is it for you? What stands Damn. out for you? Damn. Damn, you're good. <laughs> it's like, this is so amazing. I really love it. This is such kismet. It's like, I don't know if you believe in that kind of stuff. Maybe the algorithm pushed us together. It's probably more like the algorithm just pushed us together because they. Really, no, I'm saying these things and these things are great. Hey, you say unforget yourself is the power of woo and the proof of science. Okay. Mm. I don't believe in coincidences. There's no such thing. Mm. There is a mm. nod and a wink from the universe everywhere we go. There are threats mm. and opportunities thrown in our face for us to see which way are we going. So we got to talk today so I can fire these fun questions at you and you'd be like, oh shit, no <laughs> one's asked that before. Um Maybe you need this right now. People at home might be playing along saying, I needed this. So yeah. what are you thinking? What's going on? Talk to me, Goose. Um, I mean, honestly, like these last couple of months, um, working on my, my own personal brand and, and one scale. <sighs> honestly, this is the conversation I've been having in my mind 
without realizing that's the conversation I've been having. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's that that's what I've been like constantly thinking of without really being able to put my finger on on it. That makes sense. Absolutely. You know? So what like this like a feeling or like what, a kind of like probably like you know basically you know what and then I'm like, no, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> not that I don't know what's happening. Just burying my head in the sand and not really like actually taking that next step or or knowing what is that next step. Yeah. I mean, can I ask you this? Um, is life and business comfortable right now? Life and business is comfortable enough, but I don't know if it's ever really, really comfortable. How I mean, so? At what point is life comfortable? How much do you have to earn to be comfortable? Once you have, you can always lose, right? Okay, get away from the logical answer. Logically, you know all this stuff. Logic you know what you think you want me to hear, okay? So as your Yeah, I've got my coach's hat on right now, as as your coach. So don't give me the boilerplate answer. No one wants to hear that. Okay. We know what you should be saying. With this, it's I asked you that because it's so easy to realize, oh yeah, I am comfortable. Things, things are good. Things are ticking. The work's mm -hmm. good. Financially, things are working out well for me and my team. Um, the clients are happy. Um, I'm, I know what I'm oh, doing. Oh, is that what you mean? Oh, I don't mean by comfortable. Comfortable as in like I'm too comfortable and not like doing more. Yeah, too comfortable. Just comfortable. It's, oh, it's, it's yeah, easy. Yeah, it's breezy. It's I can do this in yes, my sleep. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. That is exactly it. I'm there. Yeah. I think I partially misunderstood the question, but yes, I'm there. Maybe a little too comfortable. So how do we get you out of your comfort zone? Well, how do we get um, your, what you said, your the, crazy this, edge? <laughs> this podcast was one, one of my, my step of trying to get out of that comfort zone, I suppose. I said earlier, it is something that... How does it feel? So if you're outside your comfort zone right now, because this is brand new. I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so, so, so uncomfortable. I'm not, not because of you or anything else. It's just, it's all inside my head. It's just all, all inside my head. That's yeah. But it, this is fun. I mean, this has been so much <laughs> fun talking with you. You, right? you seem like you're having fun with it. And this comfort zone, you're talking to a Brit who's living in Michigan on your first podcast interview ever. I mean, all these things are like, this, this, is, this world's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's next? Where is your business going? What's the dream? What do you actually want? Sure. <sighs> a million dollar question. It seems like such a simple question to answer. I, I have to say, I thought I knew until I had this podcast conversation. <laughs> I feel like there's so much more that I should be thinking, feeling, and wanting than I have been so far. Like, it's just kind of been, um, like, coasting along. And it sounds, coasting along sounds very negative, but I actually work really hard. And I, I do a lot of really cool things. Yeah. But coasting as in doing a lot of cool things and working really hard is just being the thing 
for years and years and it's not like the next step um which is obviously scaling very uh abroad international and so what uh, do you, what do you feel most about that is it <sighs> is it excitement or is it fear which one which one is it or is it just you, know you don't what? know i you know, a part of me obviously feels afraid, um, the fear of the unknown. Mm. But, um, I mean, I spend so much time online researching and connecting with, you know, people like me. And they're no different to me. So why should I be afraid? It's not like someone from England is going to have some special secret skill or knowledge or something that I don't know. Like, you know, or in America, like, what? Yeah right yeah i i would just like to say that i was talking with with one client and they were in a room of of billionaires and yes they were like everyone's the same everyone is just real people and i was yeah. so nervous but when i got into that room it's like oh they actually want to help they're just normal like me I think, mm. look at your skill set, look at your background, all the things that you know, everything that you've been through, um, that imposter syndrome, that who am I, that doubt that creeps in. Yeah. Once we can, it's not about external. It's not about seeking more, more, more. Yes, you reach a point where it's like, I have everything. Now it's how can I manage myself to yeah. get this stuff out and raise my vibration, raise my reach. And with you, it sounds like it's just confidence it's removing the fear of the unknown fear of what's next and actually playing more finding that mm. enjoyment even though it's tough scary new different but you get to play at this mm. how do you play this game that's just that's where you're going damn you're good this is so cool i did not expect this at all I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> Love that. Um, I take that as a compliment, I think. <laughs> yes, it's a compliment. Hey, Tracy, look, I know I've, I've stumped you. We've gone down, we've gone down so many rabbit holes and tangents, but thank you so much for, for playing along. Thank you for sharing your story as well. Um, if anyone wants to, to find out more about you, about your agency and how you can help them with their branding and their marketing and the trust in agencies again, where can they find you? Well, they can find me online at iheartdigital.co.za. Super stuff. all the information there. Great stuff. Well, everyone go check that out. And uh, Tracy, yeah. thank you so much for, for playing along. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Oh, it's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This is really cool. I have a lot to think about. <laughs>